0: Hello, everyone. Welcome. Uh, my name's Jessie. I'm the Deputy Creative Director of Pavilion, And today we're joined by Soft Baroque. Uh, I just want to firstly... Uh Recognize the traditional owners of this land that we're on and that we work on and in, inhabit most of the time. Um, the traditional owners are the Bunurong people, uh, who are members of the Kulin Nation. Um, and I'd like to particularly acknowledge any Aboriginal people who might be here today, um, and for the past and present, and also our shared future in the uncoming time. Um, Soft Baroque are someone that we've commissioned to make the installation that some of you are reclining on, and if you're not, I'd encourage you to. Um, It's called Foamy Feeling, but I'll not speak too much for it, because the people right next to me, Nick and Sasha, can tell you much more about it. Um, I might start with just asking you two to introduce both yourselves and Soft Baroque and tell us a little bit about your practice.
1: Sure. I'm Nick, and this is Sasha. (laughs) And yeah we, we started this studio um, speaking, speaking, speaking. <laughs> <laughs> We started this stu- studio uh, about three years ago, I think.
2: Um, yeah, I guess intentionally, it started kind of three years ago, but um, in a way, it began like, yeah, a bit earlier than that, we more p- as a relaxed collaboration.
1: Yeah, started kind of producing um, objects that sort of have had a conversation between sort of image making, which is Sasha's background, like photography and graphic design, and and I'm much more focused on sort of more traditional industrial design, but also a lot of furniture making and that and craft and that sort of thing. So we started kind of combining those, and that inevitably sort of delved into like some subjects about digital um, reproduction and digital. Um, kind of yeah like just our sort of digital lives um we well I grew up in Melbourne and Sasha is from Slovenia um but we both studied in London together that's how we know each other
2: yeah um I guess yeah after we met at Royal College we just started to we kind of recognized we have like quite similar ideas about the way um we like to interact with objects and we thought there's like a kind of a big space in the in the field of uh, discipline that hasn't been like explored that much Um, and yeah like I said before we kind of just um, as friends started to talk about it, did tests in the studio and um, then yeah just kind of um, took it to a bit more like serious studio level practice.
1: (laughs) So I I think we're a lot of you know there's a lot of conversation i think at the moment about like the the kind of intersection between art and design um and a lot of people kind of ask us about this question and 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 we definitely see ourselves as like kind of designers like and we work with galleries that mainly specialize in design but a lot of our artwork ends up being um quite sort of driven by uh, you know more of a Kind of an abstract concept, or a concept that isn't just purely utilitarian and aesthetically pleasing. So I think that that um, is kind of relatively common everywhere in the world. But um, I think what's common, what we kind of how we classify our practice is sort of designing things that sort of question the design world within, you know, by still participating in that kind of economic sphere or that sort of capitalist system. So yeah.
2: But also, like most of our objects, it's not mass produced um, and made by us. Um, So, yeah, they're kind of more or less usually unique pieces that don't kind of repeat um, 100%, but are always somehow modified because they're made
0: by hand and always twisted a bit. Can you talk about some of your other work? Can you talk about some of your other work that you've done in the past? I think some people here might be familiar with your work, but um, definitely. A lot of people still aren't. Um, and you've also worked, lots of your work is very different. They don't all follow a, a similar kind of material or all linking things. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Sure.
1: Um, do you want to speak?
2: Um, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of our kind of ideas um, starts rather with like intention um, than a material. Um, I mean, sometimes it is like a process we want to kind of re, redefine in our w- own way or kind of twist in, a, in an uh, unconventional way. Um, but, um
1: Do you want me to just run through a few projects yeah. that we've done? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, uh, sort of one, one project called New Surface Strategies was a... Um, Kind of an interactive installation where we we made furniture pieces that had this like really intense chroma blue color um, on them, and, and people could kind of interact with them in the space. And we also had this live feed um, with a camera that would key out the the blue and replace it with another material or another kind of um, uh, with another uh, surface. And it was. It was almost uh, th- this installation was about digitising the decorative kind of component of furniture or of a sort of interiors or of a, uh, you know a surface, and making it just a purely digital commodity. Um, so you could sit on your furniture and watch this screen and, and watch the kind of the, uh, a decorative surface or the, the skin of your furniture change. Um, and then that was um, sort of led led us to other ideas of this. This idea of surfaces or skins, which is kind of popular or, or, or prevalent in um, cheap cheap kind of mass produced or things that you might see at um, bunnings or whatever, you know where, where laminate floors are basically like a print you know on agglomerate of materials and so looking at this subject of um, how much you can kind of get away with and whether that could be completely pushed into the digital realm or whether you could like you, you would have to pull it back into some sort of authenticity to to participate in in, in um, in the world. Um, so that another project which is called Surface Service was a similar idea. We, we sort of printed on material uh, textures, so like wood grain and OSB and granite and things like that onto textiles and then we combined that with the original material, the granite. So it was a kind of trompe effect of like real and, uh, and unreal materials, but also um, this kind of th- this idea of trying to digitise the decorative aspect of a material, or, or the, the the kind of perceived value that we have within it, and I think a lot of our work is to do with this idea of questioning our aesthetic values and uh, uh, th- just kind of design values. It's hard to just put it into a st- aesthetic because it's it's kind of a it kind of um, yeah makes it a bit just specific but you know it's all kind of linked together and when you try and sort of segregate it you get really confused I think.
0: Um, I think it's interesting when you look at the materials and um, certainly we've we've talked to both of you before in in previous seasons as well to try and work out a project we could do together and um, the amount of research that goes into the work and how it it relates every time to something that's linked to to this environment and to the, the pavilion at the time. Um, for those who aren't aware, a pavilion is a, an annual architecture commission, so there's a different space here each season. Um, so when you're uh, proposing an idea in previous seasons, it's for a completely different space. Um, I don't know, maybe do you want to talk about... Uh, the other ideas that you had for the space and for other other years because you put a lot of work into those, they were great. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, do you want to, uh, we were talking about, we had some other ideas um, what, what about for the previous um, year? In the talk?
2: previous year um, yeah, I guess that like covers a second segment of our work that kind of keeps repeating which is um, I guess to do with this like obsession of Uh, replicating natural phenomena in domestic environment. Um, We did these two objects in past. One was actually like our first kind of silly serious object, uh, which was a mirror that had in the back um, kind of container filled with water, um, where there was like an atomizer that was misting this water through the holes on the mirror. So when you would kind of step in front of the mirror, you would get this cloud kind of overwhelming you. So this kind of um, almost like um, destroying a traditional function of a mirror, but bringing like a new, a new atmosphere to it. Um, and then we did this commission as well for a New York gallery called um, Chamber. Um, that was a kind of a coffee table that had a, a sand spread on the top surface. Um, which I, I still kind of, I'm quite obsessed with and can't wait to get it back because it's like really nice to just sit and dig your feet into a sand. <laughs> um, and I guess our like idea last year for Pavilion, which didn't come through related a bit to kind of this. Um, and we, we did a concept with our friend Jeanette who's a music composer as well. So it was supposed to be a bit more kind of total immersive um, Production of objects, um, and we intended to make these water beds um, kind of, uh, that would be dressed in um, digital printed surfaces of water, um, and we intended to fill it with the Ara River water that we could kind of return back so we wouldn 't waste enormous amounts of water and um, Jeanette was then working on a program for this kind of waterbeds that would become some sort of like experience island so in one you would have like a history of the Yara River and then second would be this kind of quite um, this like personal experience of a contemporary mus- music composition and then third one was, um, what was the third one?
1: Like a kind of a, a performative aspect. So it just served oh, yeah, as sort yeah, of yeah. furniture for people to watch performances. But, um, yeah, so these kind of waterbeds scattered around the space. Um, kind of almost like a, they had like digitally printed covers um, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and some of the other concepts that we pr- proposed for this were also kind of to do with that subject. We, um, there was one that was kind of a portable um, fountain uh, sort of a, a flexible membrane that you could lay on the on, on the amphitheater and it would create one of those sort of uh, architectural marvels, which is you know in, in various places. We just went to the Louis Vuitton Foundation in Paris and they had one of these like stair kind of waterfall things so it, basically a, a kind of DIY version of that um, that you could kind of move to any space, any kind of like, kind of gradient or incline or anything like that, and create a sort of impromptu fountain. Um, but maybe we can speak about the, the project that we did, which has a similar kind of vibe, in a way. Um, uh,
0: I might also add that we were we were going to have a um, kind of a performative aspect to this lunchtime talk as well. But um, uh, when you speak more about the, the materials that are being used, it's very reactive to temperature. And um, the heat today would have made it um, quite tricky in this open space. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So just we're just going to talk it through, <laughs> and we can um, you can actually have a look at uh, the M Pavilion Instagram has some good um, look at what it was like. We did some on Monday here, um, but yeah, maybe if you can tell us kind of what the thinking was and how how these the current project relates to the space and um, what what it is.
1: Um, so these sort of bags that you see around are, are made in situ. Um, by pouring, kind of expanding polyurethane foam. It's a kind of two-part liquid, and then it expands to up to 20 times its sort of volume. When it's mixed together, it's a very quick reaction. It's like 20 seconds kind of thing. So mix the liquid, um, put <laughs> pour it in really quickly, <laughs> and then sort of slump it over the stairs and, and hope for the best. Um, so it's a kind of practice of uh, trying to kind of create in-situ furniture pieces and, and sort of like um, things that are, you know, sort of part of the architecture and things like that. But, and the choice of the silver material was sort of like a matchy thing for the roof. Uh, you know, it's almost like it should be part of it or designed at the same time, but it's obviously like complete, sorry, completely amorphous and, and, um, and doesn't have a, uh, you know, a, 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 a form. that doesn't relate in form at all. Um, yeah.
2: yeah I think like you said when we started to think about it when Jesse sent us images of the pavilion well renderings um, we kind of immediately thought that it would be really nice to kind of use future of the amphitheater as uh, some sort of mold for whatever we do and even the idea with the portable water was kind of yeah, considering the, um, this structure um, and also just yeah, kind of I guess, yeah, a bit like more kind of ex- expressive way of making furniture because we thought it would be interesting to do something here, um, almost as a, like a performance. Yeah, um, so this study kind of worked wi- quite well in that terms because it covered um, all the things we kind of wanted to do with a project. Um, but yeah, the whole process was kind of always like working with new material is really exciting and always wh- when we do have chance to work with a new material, we go for it. But it can be a bit unforgiving and tricky sometimes. <laughs> and um, yeah, this foam um, was an interesting material to work with, but I'm, I'm not sure we kind of just mastered it yet. <laughs> Because it's just so many kind of, like you said, factors that's influencing um, how it kind of responds and, and how the kind of end firmness
0: of it is and how it sets up. So, yeah. I think it's interesting your work is often, um, I can see kind of phases of when you find a new material to to work with and um, often there's a series of works that explore that material, um, experimentation with different, uh, you know, purposes and ways that you can shape it. Um, I'll wait for the plane to fly over a little bit because it will affect this. some VIPs going to the tennis, I think. Um, yeah, I'm interested into, in, in hearing, uh, do you think you're going to experiment more, more with the foam? Um, do you? I, I mean, it's been interesting to watch in the pavilion how it changes the way that people inhabit the space and how long they stay and what they do with them and uh, how quickly. Um, these ones are quite inviting. People tend to innately know that what they're meant to do with them. Um, yeah, I'm interested to hear your, your thoughts on that.
1: Um, I don't... You know, we, we don't have any pre um, predetermined ideas about... You know, they're kind of... I- the idea is they're sort of cushions and, you know, there's this whole subject of, like, throw cushions, you know, being this, like, abomination in a way, like, it to interior designers or at least to kind of this new wave, neo-modernist aesthetic and... Um, so we we kind of we kind of liked that idea of sort of making cushions, <laughs> you know, like they're so sort of passe now um, but um
2: and part of our name is soft, I feel we <laughs> often return to like softness of things
1: yeah I, I, in in relation to the material being used i think we we would like to use it more and it 's always fun to kind of experiment with these things um. We don't have any like direct ideas, but uh, I'm sure we can find a way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that on that subject, I think we, you know, we're based in London. Um, well, we were up until uh, recently, and so we often kind of have this sort of, we work in this kind of inner city environment, and sometimes it's sort of you know, it's quite kind of a struggle sometimes to get a large studio space where you can work, and we often work in ways that sort of work around the system. So, we buy things that can be pre-cut, or we can buy things that sort of standard materials, and we try and design around those things that we know that we can kind of have access to. Um, so, in a way, some of our um, some of our pieces are sort of uh, you know a conjunction between what we can sort of achieve within our means. In that city, and also like, sort of what we think is kind of a sort of accessing an interesting idea, um, in that way. So sometimes, yeah, our ideas come from this idea, you know, this thing where we found a material or we found a, a an idea uh, that that is relatively accessible to us, and and then that kind of fits into a puzzle piece of a bigger story. Um.
2: Yeah, I agree. <laughs>
1: And um, what else is there to say? I think the um, the this project itself I think is quite interesting in a sort of performative aspect and we're kind of trying to... A lot of our works are kind of have this sort of interactive or um, kind of ma- making part of it but also try to exist as a sort of a standalone product within a, you know, like you'd see on a sort of design catalogue or something like that so I think it's for us it's about not really abandoning the design world completely or the conventional design world but also just trying to kind of I mean subvert is a quite a strong word but I think it's like work within that world and, and and make fun of it sometimes but also like you know just sort of have a conversation with the other kind of trends and, and, and uh, people designers yeah
0: I think that's nice. Um, I wonder if anyone out there has a question that you want to ask about Softbrook's work or about the, the forms that you're reclining on or about how they're made. Um, just We always like to give people the opportunity to, to chat if they want to. Um, I find it interesting that, um, oh, sorry, you go on.
2: Hi, I was just wondering whether you've had the chance to observe people interacting with Fermi feeling very much this week, and if so, um, whether you had any expectations about how people would interact with them, and anything that surprised you about seeing people interact with the installation? Um, yeah, it was like interesting yesterday when we kind of passed the M pavilion and saw like half of the shapes being kind of turned around the wrong way because obviously they're kind of molded on on the shape of the stairs and so on the other side they're quite flat um, and we kind of thought like well, you know we should go back and curate that but then I think it's something nice about kind of just living what you do um, like live its kind of life the way it, it does um, And yeah, I mean we didn't really have like a chance to observe a lot of interactions yet but um, I quite liked uh, when we were producing the shapes, there were some kids here um and they were like really impressed with the whole process because it is quite magical i mean i was impressed like it when i saw it for the first time because it's just kind of you pour this liquid that looks like a milky water in and it like nick said inflates up to 20 times um within kind of five seconds which is quite a cool process i think
1: uh well i you know i i i'm not sure what else but um yeah i think using them as cushions and really kind of, I don't know, finding them comfortable is like a big priority, I think, <laughs> you know. Um, that was the idea, yeah. Anyone else um, wanna ask anything?
0: Well, thank you for coming all oh, the yeah. way here. Oh, you've got one, yeah. sorry. Um,
1: when you uh, found out Rem Koolhouse was designing the uh, pavilion and you saw the renderings,
2: uh, what, uh, had you been working with this
1: material before that and decided this would be a great fit for the space and how it, you can like, get that nice intersection between the architecture and the furniture? Um, we, hadn't, um, we hadn't worked with it on this scale. I'd done some, um, for working for another a designer when I was a bit younger, I'd done some experiments where it was just pouring it without any kind of, any mold, it was just like a blob. And um, so I knew about it and I kind of like, um, kind of was a, sort of fascinated by it for a while and we'd done some smaller models. But so, n- yeah, nothing of this scale. Um, and had you wor- had you worked with it before? No, no not at all. Yeah. So um, it was, a you know, quite speculative in the beginning, you know. Um, and, you know, it was a bit tricky sometimes to work it out, like by the end of it. You know, you couldn't go too big. Otherwise, it would sort of heat up too much and kind of do something weird. Um, so, that you know, that's why we sort of um, did sort of skinnier shapes, you know, that, that it wouldn't get too hot and, and, and that sort of thing. So, um, except for that one up there, which... <laughs> <laughs> the, the big boy, but... Yeah, yeah. Making the most of the space. Oh. Yeah,
2: I think we're kind of um, expecting also the the firmness of the foam being less firm, but this was kind of the softest uh, material that we were able to get on the market. Um, But I think it does also kind of make, we did try um, using the same foam um, by pouring into an open mold, which makes density much kind of, um, it's much softer. So I think by kind of trapping them in this enclosed shapes, it just makes it a bit more kind of, yeah.
0: (laughs) Hard.
1: (laughs) Um.
0: are there any other questions we might wrap up then Um, thank you so much for coming and being part of our season this time and and for coming and creating these in the space because it's been really great to actually have the work be made on site as well and I know that presented its own um, challenges (laughs) Um, beauty thank you
1: Thanks, Jesse. Thank you.